A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Alright, 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 welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. And of course, like every other freaking week, bringing you the best in Scottish and American accents since 1994, which is when I first came to the United States. Alright, so listen, we got a just a rock and roller of a show on a subject that I think is on a lot of people's minds. Either, either in terms of where their life is at right now or in terms of maybe some items from their past. And I want to talk to you about trust. And I'm going to give you two perspectives, okay? The first perspective I'm going to give you is for those of you that feel as if you cannot trust a particular person in your life. And the other perspective I'm going to give you is from those of you who feel as if that you used to have trust with somebody, but you did something. And so that environment of trust no longer exists. Now, trust is a funny thing, you know, because it's yet another one of those intangibles that plays a very tangible part in our lives. And I find that to be the case almost entirely across the board. The most important things to us in our lives are ultimately the intangibles. What we're pursuing in life is mostly experiences. The experience of success, the experience of fulfillment, the experience of love, of satisfaction, of happiness, of joy, the experience of all those things, the experience of trust, all of which are intangible. And not only the intangible, they're very personal. So you'd experience a love. In my experience of love, I've no way of knowing whether they're the same. I've no way of knowing that what you're experiencing is what I'm experiencing. We talk about it, and it sounds kind of familiar, but I don't know, right? I don't know. So trust is, a, is another one of those intangibles that can just create chaos in a human being's life. And I'm going to start with those of you that feel as if there's people in your life who have done things that you can no longer trust them, okay? And it could be anything. It could be a parent who behaved in a certain way. It could be an ex. It could be a sibling, a family member. could be a neighbor. could be a workmate. doesn't really matter, to be honest. It's more like if you look at life before 
when there was trust there, that is, you had an idea that they were going to act in a certain way and that you set your life up accordingly that they would live that way or be that way or act that way. And then they did something. And whatever they did in a moment of time, for you, that experience of being trusting was gone. And you might be saying to yourself, well, I can never get that back again, which isn't true. Okay, it's just not. It's not true. On one hand, it's not true. The only accurate part of I'll never get that back again is, no, it won't be that, but it could be some other created, empowering, and fulfilling context. You can't walk in the same river twice, even though it feels like the same river, it's not the same river. So this thing of trust, when somebody else has done something and you're the one who feels slighted and you say, how can I ever trust them again? And my answer to that is, you'd have to take on the idea that you trusting them is your responsibility. Part of my deal with us as human beings, part of what I guess pisses me off is we don't fully think our decisions through and then stuff happens and then we blame somebody or we blame the situation or we blame the circumstance. And really it was just a, a complete lack of thinking on your part. Like, you never gave it enough thinking. I mean, you might have thought some shit, but you never gave it enough thinking. And so that failure to think bites you in the ass. So what I like to say to people is, when people get into a relationship, for instance, and I'll talk about love relationships specifically, and let's say there's infidelity, and they say, oh, that person, and they did this, and they fucking, you know, cheated on me, and, you know, all that good stuff. And my question's always the same. What were you expecting? Well, I was fucking expecting them not to do that. And I'm like, well, right there, that's where you got fucked. You were expecting them not to do that. That doesn't mean to say if you're in a love relationship, it's like a fucking free-for-all, right? I'm not saying that. Here's what I am saying. Being in a relationship includes the possibility, the potential for infidelity. So the first thing I want you to get is that you first have to really look at whatever you feel as if you've lost trust in another, right? And when I say lost that, I just mean you've withdrawn it. Because that's really what's happened. You haven't lost it. It hasn't fucking gone anywhere. You're just no longer willing to trust, which is fine, right? I get it. There are better defense mechanisms than that one, but I get it, right? I understand. But I want you to first look at like, and I like to use this little analogy. In fact, I even talk about it a little bit in this new book that's coming out. If you walk into Starbucks, you're expecting it to smell like fucking coffee because it's supposed to smell like coffee. And if there was ever any time when it didn't smell like coffee, you'd be like, what the fuck's going on in here? And you might like the smell of coffee, you might not like the smell of coffee, but there it is. It's predictable. It's expected. There's a spectrum in which relationships happen. And all the way from madly, deeply, and powerfully in love, all the way through to hate, and everything in between, apathy and resignation and cynicism and all that shit. 
So if you're somebody who's no longer willing to trust another, I want to say to you that that's fine. Unless you're using it as some kind of punishment. So then I would take it out of the realm of trust. And I would say, I'm unwilling to be that way with you anymore. Or I'm unwilling to express myself with you in that way. Or I'm unwilling to be vulnerable with you in that way. Now, that's not necessarily, and I know people get so fucking hooked on this thing, but don't get hooked, okay? Be a little more philosophical here. Okay, give, give some thinking, for fuck's sake. Some thinking, come on. I want you to take it out of the domain of trust, but also out of the domain of right and wrong and who's to blame and blah, 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 blah. Why do I want you to take all that out? Because that's where all the drama gets to live. That's where all the victimhood and the guilt and the shame and it all gets to live in that kind of dramatic conversation, if you like. What I'd like you to do is to really consider that instead of being like wounded or you did this and you did that and the trust and the blah, 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 but rather to say, this is a relationship where I'm not willing to extend trust. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to expose this aspect of my humanity. Doesn't mean, you know, X, Y, or Z, but it's really just as straight up as that. It's a place where you can finally say, you can love someone as a human being and have it be at that level. I can appreciate you as a human being, that you are a human being, that you've lived a life and that you have a past and this is not an environment where I'm open to or willing to extend trust as far as I've done previously, which would mean, by the way, automatically that that whole relationship has now altered and it needs reinvention. It would need to be reinvented. You'd have to start relating to it like a different kind of relationship than the one you had before. Doesn't mean you say you don't have any relationship. It's just, it's, kind of held in a different space by you. So, in other words, if you are the one who you feel as if you can no longer trust someone because of what they did, it's important that you never allow those subtle hues of victimhood to creep in to your mind and to just caress your lips out into the universe and suddenly you've got a victim mentality. It's very simple. I once related to you like X, and I'm no longer willing to relate to you that way. Period. That's it. Now, I want to take you to those of you who feel as if you've done something and that somebody says to you, I can't trust you anymore. And what you want to do is to get that connection back with that person. Right? How do I get that back with that person? The first thing you got to realize is you might never have an environment of trust between you and that person ever again, okay? And if that's the case, that's just the case. It's not about blaming them or blaming yourself or a shoulda, coulda, woulda, all that fucking useless bullshit. None of that matters. Here's what matters. You're in a different environment now, right? You need to form something else. But I'm going to show you how to restore trust with another. I want to tell you how to do it. And I'm going to give you a very simple little analogy. Most people think like it's, it's really about being sorry, right? 
which really doesn't do it. And I'll give you a good example. If someone comes into your house, right, and walks over to your television and rips it off the wall, and they say, oh, I'm sorry, does that make you fucking feel better right there when they're, even if they go, oh my gosh, you have no idea how sorry, I'm really, really sorry that I ripped your television off the wall. I'm sorry. That doesn't quite do it either, does it? Well, what about if they said, oh yeah, that's unfortunate. Let me help you pick up some of these broken bits of plastic. Let me help you pick that shit up. And I'm sorry. Does that do it? No. What if they say, well, it was kind of coming down anyway. I mean, I might have done you a favor there. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, I mean, let's be honest. Wasn't in the best of shape. It was that old TV anyway. Does that make you feel any better? Fuck no. No, the only way that you would feel better, that you would actually have the experience of something being restored between you and that person is if they bought you a new TV, had it installed for you, said they're terribly sorry for what happened and maybe bought you a bottle of wine or a bunch of flowers or, you know, 50 bucks fucking Uber Eats card or something. So that is, they restored things to the way they were, but they were also looking at the damage done and what one might do to handle the damage done. The only way to know how to handle the damage that was done is to ask the person, is to say, I realize what I've done here, and I know that what I've done has had a big impact on you, and that I'm sorry, and that I can't make you feel better, but I want you to know that I'm willing to do whatever it takes so that we might open the door to a different kind of relationship or a relationship where trust becomes an important part of that. And I know you might not be there yet. And I appreciate you might not be there yet. And you take whatever time you need. And I can also understand that if you're a no to that, then I accept it. But I'll always be open to that one of these days you're a yes. Do you get how powerful that is when you open yourself up like that, when you be vulnerable like that with another human being? When you've done something, behaved in a certain way, that has completely sabotaged the presence of trust in your connection with that person. So it's never, ever, ever about explaining what you did or why you did it. That's all justification and bullshit, right? I mean, if you stab somebody in the fucking leg and they're screaming in pain, you're not like, well, hold on a minute here. Let me tell you why I stabbed you first. Now, don't stab people. It's not a fucking cool thing to do. It really is about looking at the damage, being present to the damage, restoring and replacing the obvious damage, and then really being in communication with that person. You say, look, what's it going to take from me to get whatever's in the way between you and I out of the way? Because I'm committed that it's out of the way. There is only so many times you can say sorry. And sometimes people are so attached and it really is no other way to explain it. They're so attached to what you did or didn't do that they want to kind of keep that leverage there between you and them. That might be a situation that you'll have to really consider whether it's one you want to participate in. 
That's the thing about saying sorry and accepting responsibility and fully accepting it. Not, well, I accept my part in it, which is always leaves that little bit, you know, like, yeah, but what about your fucking part? When I accept responsibility for how this has turned out, you know, I have all the say in how it's going to turn out. Now, of course, that will require some sort of agreement from another person. But if you keep burrowing away at, not in a stocky way, of course, right? Like, not in a way that you harass people. Because some people might say, I don't want to talk to you about it, and you respect their wishes. But if somebody's still in a conversation with you about it, you know, you can say, I'm committed to dealing with getting out of the way, whatever I've put in the way between you and I. All right, I'll say that again. I'm committed to getting out of the way, whatever I've put in the way between you and I. And that's when you ask that person what would support you and that happening. What could I say or do that might powerfully impact this situation? There's only so far sorry will get you, right? I mean, one of the big things that I learned in my life is authenticity and vulnerability are very attractive, right? I mean, it's actually a big sign of strength in my view, right? Other people look at it as weak, but to me, those generally tend to be weak people anyway, so I don't worry about that shit. Vulnerability is strength, okay? Why? Because when I'm vulnerable, I'm not only letting you in and giving you a little sense of who I am and what I'm about, but I'm bold enough to be able to do that. I don't bottle all that up and hide it and pretend and, you know, I mean, it's an opportunity for me to expose my own humanity to you. Again, I don't justify myself. I don't even explain why I did what I did. I just own and fully accept that I did it. And in those moments, you know, that's a real opportunity for you to just let your guard down and stop defending yourself and just be authentic and honest about your own humanity, right? Like I said, I had a Twitter post up a couple of weeks ago and it said, you know, admitting you don't have your shit together is the new having your shit together, <laughs> which I quite like. And the reason I like that is because, yeah, like you're not pretending anymore, right? It doesn't mean to say you're dwelling in it either, right? It doesn't mean to say like, oh, I don't have my fucking shit together. It's like, no, no, I don't have my shit together. That's right. So fucking what? So fucking what? Right? You may be working on it, you may be working on things. Trust is something you can put right back into a relationship. By the way, if you're the person who feels like you are affected or wounded, you can put that right back in. And the first option I gave you was, you know, you don't. But this option is, yeah, you can put trust right back in. You can say to that person, I'm choosing to trust you. Now, I want you to realize, though, that's your choice. They'll do whatever the fuck they'll do. They might do the same thing again. They might do something like it or something not like it, but it completely invades that sanctity of trust between you and that other person. It's not their agreement. It's yours. So when I say to you, I'm choosing to trust you, that's my choice. And I do so knowing fine well what it fucking smells like in Starbucks. I know. That's the kind of dynamism of trust. It includes a possibility of trespass, of people doing things and stepping into areas and zones that they shouldn't be in or 
that you never thought they would go into. So trust is a conscious choice. When you make it a conscious choice, you can't be a victim there. It's impossible because it's your choice and you own your own choices. It's not like, oh, I couldn't help my feelings. You know, I can't help my feelings either, but sometimes you just need to be a stand for something fucking greater, right? So trust is something you can immediately put into a relationship. And often I, get, I hear from people they say, I'll say, well, why the fuck should I? And I'll say, well, why the fuck shouldn't you? It's your life. You get to say what kind of relationships you want to have, what quality you want to have in those relationships. If you have a relationship where you're unwilling to kind of foment an environment of trust, you don't really have a relationship. You got some bullshit there. So it's kind of like you're holding people at arm's length. So trust is available to you at all times as a conscious and deliberate choice. I am choosing to trust you. And it's not against your better judgment and all that bullshit. You're literally making that choice. I'm choosing to trust you. And you can choose that as many times as you fucking like. I mean, it would be a bit silly, of course, if the other person is just like, fine, and they just keep doing the same old shit. At some point, you might say, okay, this doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my life. But I do want you to know that trust is a conscious choice that you make, that you can choose to trust the person. I'll leave you with one little piece, an added little piece of a trust that always comes up. And I find the people who are most distrustful are always looking for reasons not to trust. And they'll pick on the most inane and stupid circumstances to prove their point. It's all too often, it's not some major fucking trust issue like they walked into the bedroom and found their partner in bed dressed up as little Bo Peep and uh, playing the trombone while fucking dangling from a leather strap from the ceiling is that enough of a, an image for you all right good I just made that up but anyway you might be like well what the fuck right it's not that extreme people are looking for reasons not to trust in the silliest of things like well why didn't you tell me that well i never fucking thought to tell you that it seems like a bullshit thing to me that's not a reason not to trust another right oh you spent 50 bucks and we had an agreement not to spend more than 40 dollars and you spent 50 why didn't you say anything i don't know if i can believe you in it really over 10 fucking bucks now, if it's 10,000 or it's 28 times that it's happened in the last month or that those are all different, right? All too often I find people, and this is when people start talking about they have trust issues. No, there's a point where they're no longer willing to trust another. And so what they generally do is indulge a thought or indulge a feeling that's some kind of ghost from their own past. And I will say this as a, as a parting note on this trust thing. If you're looking for reasons not to trust somebody, you'll always find them. Always. All right, you guys, we're going to go on a short break right now. We're coming back with our question from the nation. Don't forget, if you want to participate in a future episode, drop me a voicemail, 646-450-3203. You can send me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com, or you can go to unfucknation.com and fill out the little form there. And yeah, let me hear your questions or your comments. And I also want to hear your victories. I've been getting a few of them recently, like people really producing big victories, which is always a great thing. 
Anyway, we're going to be back in just a moment. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back from that short break. And we got our compelling question from the nation for this week. This is a question that I think is going to speak to a lot of people. Okay. So this was a voicemail. Okay. So the person said, hi, Gary, my name is Tony. And I want to reach out to you about my relationship with my mother that I constantly struggle with. I constantly struggle with how to interact with her. It seems like every time we talk, we just can't seem to see eye to eye. I would love to have a better relationship with her, but she has completely different goals than I do. And anytime we talk, we just seem to be more and more and more frustrated. She feels like I should say certain things or not say certain things, and that's vice versa. I get really frustrated with myself, and then I apologize, and then the vicious cycle just continues. I'm sure that other moms and daughters have the struggle with the emotional back and forth and toxic type relationship, but I'd love to hear your ideas about how to make it better or how to accept what it is. Thank you. All right, Tony, let's burst a few bubbles here. You say, I would love to have a better relationship with her. No, you fucking wouldn't. No, you fucking wouldn't. How do I know that? Because you would have it. And this relationship, you currently do not accept her the way she is. You're still upset with her from some shit when you were a teenager. I'm going to go to that age. I think it's a bit there. There's something about you and her there that's incomplete. And you're still blaming her. You're still fucking blaming her. And I can tell, by the way, the age because of the relationship and the upsets, the kind of upsets that are there. So the first thing you've got to really come to terms with is your commitment to having a love relationship with her is further down the ladder than your commitment to being right about her. You're way more committed to that. You don't love the mother you have. You don't. You don't. Now, some people may think that's being pretty harsh. I don't fucking care. I want you to really start to come to terms with the kind of relationship that you're part of, that you're in with her. This is not fucking good. This is a shit show. And it's not that you can't get over her. You can't get over yourself. You've got nothing in mind in your relationship with her. It's all just... Action, reaction, action, reaction, action, reaction, action, reaction. It's the most fucking boring conversation in the world. How many people do you think if you walk down the street and you ask them what the relationship with their mom or their dad is, how many people are going to tell you that it sucks? Fucking tons, tons of them. In fact, you know what's rarer? When people have like genuinely authentic adult relationship with their parents. 
like an adult one where they appreciate and they acknowledge. You see, part of the problem with growing up is you have this kind of one-dimensional view of your parents. Your view of them is that of the child. You don't get to see that they were once a child. You don't get to see that they had their struggles and the things they had to deal with and the challenges in their parents and society and, you know, all the shit that they had to deal with. And I know there's some arrogant fucking assholes out there who say shit like, well, they shouldn't have had kids then. Shut the fuck up. Seriously. Just close your mouth. Close your mouth. You're contributing nothing. Nothing. People have children. And just like you, by the way, we might be equipped financially to have children, sometimes, sometimes not. We might be in a place in life or a better place to have children, sometimes, sometimes not. But rarely are we in a spot to deal with what's going to come up when we have children. And what comes up when you have a kid is all the shit that you never sorted out with your parents. And there it is, staring you in the face. Your mom had a life before you came along, Tony. She's had disappointments. She's had dreams crushed. She's had to, you know, thicken her skin and harden her shell. She's had to deal with life. And then you come along and you start judging her performance from a very young age. How she's doing, how she's not doing, how she could be doing better and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not getting the same as those other kids. And that's not fair. And why is she doing this? And it's all about her. And why is she so selfish? And why is she so controlling? And blah, 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 blah. I mean, really, there has to be a point for each of us, Tony, when we become adults, when we start to see our parents like human beings, like they had their own shit to deal with. And then I came along. And I might not have agreed with all the things that they did, I might not have agreed with all the things that they didn't do. And they did them and they didn't do them. And that's how that rolls. And I had a very similar experience to yours in terms of like, I was constantly looking for how to get along and mostly giving up, by the way. And it all changed for me in the moment. I just loved that woman for who she is. She didn't have to change for me. She doesn't have to be different. That I could just let that be. She has every right to be herself with you. That includes saying shit and behaving in ways that you don't like. So fucking what? I'm going to leave you with this little parting fucking hand grenade. She's going to die. She's going to fucking die. And one of these days you're going to look back at everything you withheld. Everything you held back. Not the anger, not the upset, not the resentment but the unabashed fucking love, the absolute commitment for her to have a joyous life, the gratitude that you get to live a life, that you get to be an extraordinary human being as being someone who transcends the generational aftermath, that you're somebody who says, not this generation. You think your mom wasn't upset with one or both of her parents? Do you think her parents weren't upset with one or both of theirs? It gets passed on and passed on and passed on and we don't know how to break it and I'm telling you how to break it. Love her the way you would want to love her 
when she's gone. There are people listening to this right now, and I know they're fucking crying because their parents are gone. And they had tempestuous relationships with their parents, and they argued and they fought. And they would give fucking anything to have one of those arguments one more time. Just to be around their mom or their dad, to see them, to smell them, to listen to them. Those days are gone. This is your fucking opportunity. Go love that woman for all that she is and all that she isn't, for all that she did and for all that she didn't do. It's always about who you are now. And if you feel yourself getting triggered or hooked, walk the fuck out. You don't need an answer to everything. You don't need a response to everything. You can replace upset with compassion and understanding. You know, it's funny, you know, so many people tell me, you know, tell me how to live my life. You've never walked a day in these shoes, yet they treat their parents like shit. Well, they treated me like shit. Okay, maybe they did. And? Good job fucking transforming that. Oh, no, you didn't. You're just carrying it on under a different fucking banner. It's always a case of, if you take away all the reasons, all the excuses and all the justifications, stand in front of the mirror and ask yourself, who have I become? Go look in the fucking mirror, Tony. Look in that mirror. Take away all the reasons, all the justifications and ask yourself, who have I become? That this is the state of my relationship with my mom. Who am I now? And you'll see it's a big gap between who you've become and who you want to be. And that's what this becomes about. It's like, this does not line up with my highest commitment. I know you're a loving person, Tony. I fucking know you are. You got to let it out. There's nothing effects between you and her. That's the dynamic you got. That's the one you have with her. She's your fucking mom, man. No one can be your mom better than your mom. No one. All right, you guys. That's it for this week. If you haven't checked out the Unfuck store, please do so. Still got some great t-shirts and hoodies there. I'm coming up with a bunch of new stuff for that. This should be unleashed within the next few episodes new t-shirt designs and maybe some stickers and mugs and cool shit. So keep your eye on the Unfuck store. Check it out. As always, we'll be back next week with our next episode of Unfuck Nation. And if you want to participate in that episode, 646-450-3203, connect at garyjohnbishop.com or go to unfucknation.com and fill out the little form there. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.